entrepreneurs on the move. We shape the lives for a better tomorrow. about us. 
Let's bring in uh, Chica and Adam. What's going on, guys? Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all doing? Hey, guys. Hey, Miss Parker. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on, guys? I know you had two weeks off. You enjoy it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've been really, really busy. uh, Even though we were on vacation, (laughs) so to speak. Right. Uh, But you know, I've been. Whenever we're on vacation, I try to fill that space in with doing something else. So. Exactly. Yeah. You know how I do. So. So, uh, what were y'all able to see over the? I know you had two weeks, and you just saw movies all for the past two weeks. So, what'd you see? (laughs) Yeah. Um. I let's see. I'll start with the uh, Wolverine, the Wolverine that came out, you know, a couple weeks ago with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, you know, it's the Marvel character. Wolverine is taking a trip to Japan to uh, meet an old friend that he saved, uh, a Japanese guy he saved during World War II. Um, so, you know, it's another Wolverine story, but this one I think uh, people will agree it's better than the last one. I like the last Wolverine one, but this one has a little bit more action, a little bit. Um, you know, it goes into Wolverine's Asian history, which in the comic books he he was big on the whole Asian culture, uh, Japanese culture. Uh, you get a little bit of taste of that and how, you know, he goes through Tokyo and things like that. Uh, of course, there's always a villain, and um, there's always something, a threat to him. But overall, I, I thought it was a good good movie, a lot of action. Uh, a couple of the villains, you know, were a little bit on the weaker side, I thought. I uh, wasn't a big fan. But um, definitely worth seeing, especially if you're a fan of Wolverine. Um, how about you, Chika? Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. I agree with you. It, it definitely they they kicked it up a notch from the first one, which was you know a relief to me because that's how I like to see movies progress. If you're going to make sequels, you should increasingly get better. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that threw me off a little bit about that story was in the first Wolverine, the the Origins uh, movie. Uh, Lady Deathstrike, that was the lady with the adamantium fingers. In in the comic book storyline, she is the girl that Wolverine falls in love with Mm -hmm. in Japan. So they kind of changed the storyline around a little bit. But it's okay. It it was still, you know, effective. Uh, Yeah, I was a little... Yeah, I was a little disappointed, uh, sorry, about how he didn't understand the Japanese culture as much because in the comic books he embraced it and he understood their rules. And in this one he kind of was a little bit of that fish-out-of-water scenario. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess it added to some of the comedy that they needed to kind of throw in for the movie um, and they didn't want to get it too complicated for, you know, moviegoers. But it was a little bit of a disappointment to kind of throw away a few of the um, comic book things. Yeah, I just read an article uh, earlier today that they he signed a uh, Hugh Jackman signed a hundred million dollar contract for like four do, more movies or something. Uh, yeah, four more Wolverine movies oh. or X Men movies. Wow. Oh yeah, so he'll be Wolverine for life, uh, which is fine. He does the role really well. Yeah. yeah so um, and then I also just saw Elysium, which came out this weekend, uh, number one in the box office. And that's a sci-fi movie from the same director who did District 9, uh, starring uh, Matt Damon. And it's a futuristic world again where on Earth, you know, lives kind of the poor people, the unhealthy. And there's a space station out in orbit called Elysium, which is where all the uh, rich people live. And they have these devices that can cure any disease, uh, even revive people if needed. So 
Matt Damon's character you kind of get into. He's just a you know regular worker out in L.A. He, he gets uh, he gets kind of poisoned in a sense. He gets uh, radioactive poisoning, and he only has five days to live. So it's his mission to kind of go to Elysium to cure himself. Um, that's kind of the broad overview. There's a lot, you know, of course, a lot of things going on throughout the uh, story. But I liked it. It was a good action movie. It wasn't as good as District 9. Um, it was more on the action-based side. District 9, I think, did a really good job with the kind of themes of the whole xenophobia and, uh, you know, that kind of apartheid feeling of South Africa. This one wasn't as strong, but uh, it's a good action movie. I think I would watch it again. Yeah, I saw that one as well. Uh, I thought it was very good. I thought it was well uh, directed, and the production of it was really well. They had really nice cinematography going on uh, mm-hmm. with that film as well. Um, it put me in the mind a little bit of the movie In Time with Justin Timberlake, how mm-hmm. it's based on like the time factor and the classes situations. Very good movie. I, I highly suggest uh, checking that one out, especially if you're into sci-fi. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you will. You will enjoy it. Uh, did you see anything else? Uh, that was it for me. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of. It's been. You know, it's that end of summer lull where nothing's really catching my eye that um, that I would want to see. You know, I'm not. I'm not hunting to go see Smurfs too or anything like that. So. <laughs> Um, you I mean, it looks good, and it, 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 I'm sure the kids will love it. But it's just, you know, it's not, it's not something that is appealing to me at the moment. Yeah, the the last movie I saw was uh, Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters. Um, oh yeah. Geek for Greek mythology, and um, I thoroughly enjoy uh, that series. Um, it's a new character. I don't know if you saw the last movie, Percy Jackson, but that one was pretty good. And again, this is mm-hmm. another movie. With the second installment, they kicked it up a notch. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of glad they kept with it because I know that first one came out during that whole, you know, Harry Potter craze, and you know how sometimes right. movies are similar; they get lost in the mix, and then they don't make sequels to good books because um, you know it just didn't do well in the box office. So I'm glad that they kind of are continuing with the Percy Jackson story. Exactly, and this movie, if you're unfamiliar with it, Percy Jackson is kind of like Harry Potter meets Clash of the Titans. So um, a lot of action, a lot of Greek mythology. Um, The only thing that's a little disconcerting to me about that series is that they don't really stick to Greek mythology. They kind of Mm -hmm. throw some things in, you know, they're making it up as they go along. But it makes for great storytelling. You know, I will definitely spend my buck to go see, you know, original stories. You know, I talk Mm -hmm. about that all the time. I need uh, Hollywood to get with the program. Yeah. Well, let me say this. I actually, um, I know this movie is very old, but I saw Flight with Denzel Washington last week. Oh. That was a great movie. That was right? a great movie. I mean, great movie. Because I don't watch movies that often, you know, unless I mm-hmm. catch them, you know. But that was a great movie. Like, it made me never want to drink again. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, but it, it, it was a really, like, he did an awesome job doing that, doing that in that movie, I thought. Um, so I just had to put my little two cents in, but I thought it was a really great movie. Really great movie. Speaking of Denzel, I've been hearing great things about Two Guns as well. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've been to see when that I one. saw the previews for it, I was a little standoffish because I was like, yeah, Denzel comedy, you know, Mark Wahlberg, you know, both of them are reputable actors in their own right. But I just didn't, right. I didn't, I couldn't picture the whole project together. But I've been hearing great things, so I'm gonna have to go check it out. Anything yeah. coming up that you look forward to? 
Uh, for, for me, me, it's all about the butler this week. <laughs> I am so there. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. That looks like it's going to be a really good movie, actually. Yeah. Nothing too immediate for me. I want to see, you know, I saw a couple good trailers. Uh, Ender's Game uh, is coming out later this year. That's a, that's a sci-fi book from the 80s. Um mm which is a really good story, you know, so they're kind of finally making it into a movie. And then, That's the one uh, with uh, Harrison Ford and Viola Davis, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I just I just kind of was finishing up reading the book, and the book's really good. The story's really good. Um, you know, it's kind of putting these kids that are like eight years old through these combat schools to train them for the military. Uh, that's kind of the general overview, but um, good story. It looks like they're going to do a good job with it, and the book has sequels, so if it does good, they'll be making more of them. And then The Hobbit 2 finally saw a trailer for that, and um, that looks good, you know, just continuing the story with the dwarves and The Hobbit. And then Thor 2, it looks like there's just a lot of sequels coming soon, um, looked also good, so that's kind of on my radar. Okay, okay. Well, listen, guys, as always, we thank you all for your contributions each week, and we'll be back. We'll see you all next week uh, for more great uh, movie reviews, and have a great week, okay? Can I, can right, I add fun. one more thing? I'm sorry. Oh, sure. Uh, the, over the weekend, I attended uh, one of our guests' um, event, Todd Wharton. I oh, attended yeah. his local Talent Connect event. Actually, it was last night in New York. Uh-huh. Phenomenal, phenomenal event. Anyone that's in wow. the industry, please reach out to Mr. Todd Wharton and Local Talent Connect. You want to get into that network. His networking proudness, his vision really, really does support people in the arts and what they're trying to do as far as launching their careers. I had a blast. You'll see my uh, pictures and everything. I'll post them up eventually. But definitely research Mr. Todd Wharton. You can find him on Facebook and Local Talent Connect as well on Facebook. Yeah, he's huge. We're eventually have him on again. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been very huge in networking and uh, uh, supported the Stephen I show and even my music side. So you know, definitely shout out to him. So, um, shout out to Todd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TK Adam, have a great week. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Ms. Parker, before we move on to. Uh, to um, Aaron, I want to say that I've been seeing some uh, recent bikini shots of you at the, the beaches and at the uh, lakes, and uh, job well done. Job well thank done. you. Thank you. I'm actually going to hit the gym tonight at, uh, after the show, so, you know, it definitely takes some dedication I'm on my part. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but, but, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a detox this week, and um, it's easier now because, you know, I've got a new job working from home, you know, we're working together. And it's easier when you don't have to worry about people bringing the cookies and those kind of things in the office. So I'm uh I'm very excited about what I'm doing, you know, in terms of trying to get get back to my pre Houston uh <laughs> wait. <laughs> but anyway, uh pre to Houston. Right, Houston, I mean <laughs> eat out there. <laughs> but no, um <laughs> what's up, Aaron? How you doing tonight? Man, I am energized, man. I am just okay. Hyped. Yes, we like that. Yes. We like that. How have you been the over there? You, you, girl, hey, you're good. What's going you're on? Good, good in the park, yes. Oh, I am great, ain't you? Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you, yes. guys. Are sweet, thanks. Yes. You're working, Miss Parker. Yes. 
Oh, man, I got some good news dealing with sports, and I got some bad news. What do y'all want to hear? Okay. The good or the bad? Let's hear the good news. All right, good news. Here we go. Mike Tyson is teaming up with Spike Lee, and they're mm. they're, they're, they're going to take his uh, one, one-man show to HBO. So Mike Tyson is about uh-huh. to cash in, y'all. He's about to make him some money. Wow. So, Wow. Big up. Yes, yeah, so I'm telling you, Spike Lee would not be doing this unless there's some money involved. Big money. You've gotten good reviews so, for for this one man show. Oh know. yeah, absolutely, y'all. I'm glad. Yeah, I I've heard nothing but um, really great things with regards to the um, show. So Mike Tyson. And it seems like he made a lot of changes personally as well. He has. You know, um, like I remember he was on the Breakfast Club or something like that, and they referred to him as one of his. You know, old title. He said, "No, I'm Mike Tyson now. I'm just Mike Tyson. That's the old okay. me. I'm Mike Tyson. You know. Okay. So, so, I, right, so, right, right. Don't, don't, don't um, cross him now, because I think that he'll still be right, that um, uppercut. Yeah, it'll, it'll right, be over. Right. But, but what's what's great about Mike Tyson is that he's able to laugh at himself. That's what I right. think is really cool about it. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So big ups, Mike Tyson. Um, also, Donovan McNabb, man, he is retiring, and he's going to retire as a as a Philadelphia Eagle on. Um, actually, it was today, I believe. So, um, yeah. So, um, Donovan, Donovan McNabb. McNabb. Oh, Donovan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, Donovan, great job, man. I think that um, he had a that he had a great. NFL career, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's what he's going to do um, next in his life. But yeah, Donna, Donovan McNabb is is done with the NFL. He is retired. So great wow. career. Now here here's the bad man. What's up with these college kids, man? With these football players, you know, uh, 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 allegedly raping um, women. Oh yeah. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. allegedly. Um, I, I don't know if um you all heard about the um the four Vanderbilt I did. football players. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, tell it's, tell it's, the listeners what happened for those that aren't. Uh, pretty much, uh, it's alleged that um they had raped a um 21 year old unconscious female. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much the um the um gist of it. So we'll see what I happens. Three of, them, three of them still in jail. One is one bailed himself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this is this is serious. This is crazy. If if this is true, which I'm saying if if this is true, this is beyond the pale. This is this is. I mean, something's got to give. These these yeah. coaches need, need to talk to these guys, man. These these players need to get it together, man. This can ruin their lives. I, I, mm-hmm. I I don't want to preach about it, but anyway, this can really ruin these these guys' life and this woman, this young woman, right. man. I mean, come on, right. she's unconscious. What? In uh, other bad news, um, let's see. Oh yeah, man. A Rod, A Rod, A Rod, A Rod, A Rod. Alex yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's to me. I think that he's. That he's pretty much done now, but he's he's out of um, out of baseball until until 2015. So um, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a wrap. Yeah, 
yeah, to me, it's open. It's a wrap. Uh, I I feel that's it's it's a harsh penalty. So, but at the same time, I see why it's done because they, I I think that the um that um Major League Baseball wants to set an example, an example, that right. tone, and you know why not a Rob? He he's like the um post the poster child. Yeah. For this yeah. now, so um, yeah, so. Did you see his press conference? I, I know he was having a press conference. I didn't see it. Did you see that last week? Nah, uh-uh. no. I didn't. Okay. I, I, I was curious I, to see what he had to say about it all. Um, the last, I, I, I had um, I had, I had heard about it was that he said that he was going to fight it. So. Mm. But, um, you know, so I don't know. Well, well, what we'll have to see, but yeah, but as right. as a. As of right now, he's out to um, 2015. Uh, the Falcons, man, the Falcons got blown out in preseason to the yeah. to the Bengals. Yeah, I'm like, oh, at home. The Falcons were at home. And they got blown <laughs> out to the to the um, Bengals. So um, hopefully that'll that'll change since it's preseason. Right. Um, yeah. Preseason, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that's pretty much it in sports. Oh, um, I also wanted to give a shout out really quickly to my um, father, dad. Um, I'm looking forward to us, you know, catching back up and trying to rekindle or kindle. Period. Start of the um, father-son relationship. It's oh, that's uh, never great. too. It's um, never that's too awesome. late. Yes, yeah. never, never too late. That's awesome. dad, if, if, yeah. If there's dads that are out there listening and you feel like it's kind of too late to like um, to um, try to get back in good with the kids, it's never too late. It's never too late. I am great. That's great, Yeah, because I know Absolutely. you and I had conversations about you know your your relationship with your father. So to see it turn around, I'm, I'm very excited about that and very hopeful. You know, for for the best. Thank so you. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm definitely happy about that. So dad, if you're listening, you know. Yeah, I love you, and I'm not gonna get mush or anything. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to you know us getting to know each other all over again, and even better, even better. Absolutely. And you know, I uh, saw a picture you posted of uh, your parents uh, when you were, I think you were a baby, and you knew your dad was just like, "Yo, just like." Do we really? You think y'all so? Look, I mean, you. He looks like to be in that picture. Like to be your big brother. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, you know you like your mother too, but in that picture, I was like, wow, yeah. wow, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, when, when, um, when, um, when my, when my dad <laughs> and I smiled, I was, I was told that we, we smile like so. Maybe that, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Like wow. just like mouthful of teeth, just teeth for days. <laughs> so, well, yeah. that's great. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Sarah, so, when they can follow you, check you out. Yeah, follow me, Instagram, Aaron Cosby. That's A-R-O-N, Cosby, like Bill. Facebook, same thing. And um, Twitter, same thing. So follow me on all three, Aaron Cosby. I'm out, Ms. Parker, Mr. Knight. It was a pleasure. I'll talk to you all next week. And, Janera, if you're here, it's all yours. It's all hers. All right, Aaron. Hi, Ferguson. Hi, I got to see Ms. Ferguson this weekend. Yay! Hi, I said, Miss Parker made me so jealous. It makes me want to get in the gym tonight. I know, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs>
you know, tops for men and women. Um, you know, chambray tops are, are really in the season. They're going to be they're in for the fall. I mean, if you don't know what chambray is, it's like that sort of white denim. Um, and those tops are really um, in for men and women. So you can go to J. Crew and they'll have those tops on sale for 25% off. And if you're shopping online, use code SHIRT25, and that's SHIRTS with an S, 25. Um, today only is um, a sale, is a is a friends event for, for Gap. Um, if you shop there now, you can save 30% off of your purchase. And this is an online-only sale. So it's not too late to shop, and again, um, like I said, it's online only. So when you check out, you need to use code GAP today. Um, ASOS.com, this is an online store that I talk about from time to time um, because they always offer all types of deals and sales. Well, they're having a sale um, on all of their new fall items. So if you shop there now, you can save 20% off of all the items and you know how hard it is to save on the upcoming season? So I would definitely try to check it out, and that's ASOS.com. Um, and they usually have a lot of great things. Uh, Shoes.com is something that I also talk about a lot. This is an online-only store. They're having a last-day summer sale. And if you shop there, and this is and this today only, I know I'm telling you guys a lot about today only sales, but um, – you can get some really great deals out there. And a lot of a lot of stores nowadays are doing these flash sales, so that's why a lot of these are just today only. Um, if you shop at shoes.com today only, you can save 25% off of all sales shoes. And that also includes um, any type of fall shoes that they're going to be putting on sale. Um, you can still save 25% off of those. Piperline.com is also having a sale. They're calling this their end of summer sale. Um, and Piperline is an affiliate of Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic, um, Alethea, I can never pronounce the name, Athleta or something like that. I can never pronounce the name properly. But they're um, they're all affiliated. And um, like I just got to, I'm sorry, but Piperline.com, um, like I said, they're having their end of summer sale. If you shop now through tomorrow, you can save up to 70% off of, of select items, plus you can get an additional 20% off of all sale apparel. So um, if you use code, you have to use code TREAT at checkout in order to get this, in order to get the additional 20% off, but it's definitely worth it um, because that's uh, for savings of up to 90% off of your purchase. Um, I just want to let you guys know that at the Limited, they just gave markdowns. Um, they, they have new markdowns now, and if you shop there now, you can save up to 75% off of all markdowns. Now, this isn't new items. These will be uh, summer items and spring items um, that they're just trying to get rid of, but like I always say, um, it's best to try to shop in previous seasons, you know, try to shop off-season because that's when you get the most um, savings. Macy's is having a great sale on Hanes and Jockey men's underwear. If you shop there now, you can save up to 25% off of those brands. Uh, New York and Company is having a semi-annual semi pants event. Um, and they do this for a couple of weeks at a time, a couple of times of um, a couple of times a year. So if you miss out on this one, don't feel bad because they'll probably be doing it again, maybe toward the end of the year. Um, but they're having a their semi annual pants event. And if you shop there now, you can buy one get one free on all pants and jeans. So that's buying one pair of pants and getting a completely different pair for free. 
Um, of course, that pair has to be of equal or lesser value, but you're still getting a free pair of pants. So it's like you're getting a two-for-one. Um, last but not least, um, I just wanted to remind everybody that Zara is still having their uh, semi-annual sale. Their semi-annual sale has been going on now since June, and it's going to be going on through September, through the end of September. So um, you still have a little bit of time to shop their semi-annual sale. But I just wanted to remind you um, to go out and try to shop there because you can save on tons of sale items. All right, and that's all I have for you guys this evening. Okay, and they can find all that on BudgetShopaholic.com. Is that correct? They surely can. All right, and there'll be a link on our Facebook page, the Stephen Knight Show. Thank you, Janera. Have a great week, okay? Okay. Have a too, great thanks. week, Janera. All right. Now, Ms. Parker, before we go to commercial break, um, I know we don't have a lot of time for entertainment news, but I want to ask you, you being a, a woman, do you care that Beyonce cut her hair off? No. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge so I don't eat up celebrity news unfortunately right. and I was so annoyed like my timeline was flooded with people just either being negative or just overboard in the pictures uh, it's, just, it's too much it's too much no, it's like, it just happened overnight and it's, it's like you know when, when CNN reported on it I'm like what what <laughs> exactly like there is so much going on around the country <laughs> That is so much more important that you can report on. <laughs> okay. That's what right. I, I just wanted to hear from a woman's perspective, but apparently millions of people cared, so well, at least yeah. we're on the same page. If we don't, they do. <laughs> right. Somebody care. Somebody well, let's care. Let's take a quick commercial break and come back with Carla B. talking about the EOTM Awards. Right back after this. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. A little over a week ago, EOTM, which stands for Entrepreneurs on the Move, presented their 2013 EOTM Awards. It all went down in Los Angeles, California, and from what I've heard, it was an event you definitely did not want to miss. The Stephen I Show was nominated for several awards, but unfortunately, I was not able to attend due to scheduled conflict. But tonight, Carla B., founder of the OTM, joins us to give us a recap on the awards. Please help me welcome Carla B. to the show. Welcome, boss lady. Hey, boss lady. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> me on. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Well, let me say, you know, Perfect. and we, we, we expressed before with how proud we are um, that you you put this thing together, you came up with your committee, and it was from what – Everything I've heard, nothing but positive things about this award show. That it, it was a night to remember. How do you feel uh, now that it's behind you? I know you've been working on it all, you know, for most of the year. Now it's behind you. How do you feel about it all? Um, you know, I'm I'm a hardest critic, so of course, you know, it's you know, everything is a learning experience. So I definitely see things that you know next year is going to be right. different, but I'm. I feel really great. Um, I haven't been able to really come down because I'm 
still dealing with so many um, other things like post-production and getting um, right. the final finished product out. But um, it's, it's been amazing. It, it really has. Right. And the, um, oh, my God. So I don't want to jump and, and use, I don't know what questions you have for me, but I'm ready to go. I can just go ahead and just <laughs> tell you everything in like two minutes. But <laughs> well, well tell, tell us about what were some of the highlights for you um, about the award show. Okay. I, I, th- I think the highlight for everybody um, was um, that Saturday. We had a press conference okay. at AW Marriott, LA Live, and that was the highlight because we did the press conference a little bit different, and it was packed, let me tell you, and we actually had to change locations at the last minute. So yeah, the that. press conference was packed. Yeah, so the press conference was packed. Like the people, a lot of people came from like Beverly Hills Hotel, which is across the city, um, you know, to L.A. Um, mm-hmm. for the press conference, and they had already made that first stop at Beverly Hills Hotel. But um, the way, the reason why it was a highlight was we had um, every nominee that was in attendance get up to the podium and explain, you know, share their story, so to speak, you know, wow. being an entrepreneur. So, um, so everybody did, and that really let the media know wow, this, this is different, you know, because everybody yeah. had their own stories from some of the artists, the actresses, um, authors, um, talk show hosts. Everybody had that same story in that, that they're an entrepreneur and they're risk takers and they're, they're creating, you know, their dream and manifesting it into reality. So um, that's why that press conference was just amazing. It was simply wow. amazing. Wow. That, was, that, that was a really great highlight. And then, of course, um, the award show, um, our team had, oh, my God, the video team, the, um, the, the text behind the scenes created all of our beautiful graphics. And just you just have to be there to see on screen just all the, you know, the nominees, pictures coming up, and what they put together, the presentation was, was amazing and left you in awe. Um, wow. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a, and, it, and oh, my God, the red carpet was was. I've covered I saw pictures. And, I yes, saw pictures like I've, pictures. Um and I was so impressed. I said, Wow, it's like looking at the Oscars or the Grammys, you know. I mean it was there you had some high names up there and then but everyone looked great, everyone showed up, you know, it was like it was like uh this is the yes. real deal here. Yeah. Yeah, they showed yeah. up and, and then um and of course the it, you know, some of the winners, they they were amazing. Marla Gibbs won um, in her category, and you just had to be there to see her dancing, walking her way up to the podium to get home. Uh-oh. It was, it, it was so, <laughs> so many great moments, um, and everybody gave her a standing ovation um, when she won. It, I mean, it was just beautiful. I think everything, um, it, it was just amazing. And then for it to be our first year and have big names like Marla Gibbs. Um, what? Like, um, she's an up-and-coming artist. Brandon, Brandon Tyler Russell, Portioka was there. She won. Um, Megan Henry, um, of course, Sarah Abraham was one of our hosts. Barbara Niven, um, big-time actors, major players in Hollywood. Um, they showed up to support this event, and um, and they were supporting entrepreneurship. So that's why it's different. Right. That's why I feel like it got so much attention for our first show because it's the whole right. entrepreneur type thing and it's different. 
So I was going to ask you because it wasn't my um, honoring entrepreneurs. What you know, obviously you've done the network and it's been since I think 2007, and you know, obviously it's been very successful. What made you decide to uh, create an award show dedicated to entrepreneurs? Because that's what, of course, our company was founded upon. Um, EOTM stands for Entrepreneurs on the Move. So we, mm-hmm. you know, we always given back and wanted to create different radio shows to be able to um, give resources to indie artists and different people that listen to our shows. Like your show is, is an awesome yeah. show because you give radio play to indie artists and and you know a, a lot of your individuals that you guys interview really great interviews, and I'm always learning stuff from it. So I think every show, you know, um, a listener can get something from it, and that was the whole reason right. we created EOTM a Media Group or EOTM Radio and then the EOTM Awards to continue what we're doing but do it on a different scale, on a higher plane now. Okay, we've done this since 2007. Can we, you know, separate right. and create something? And the whole award show thing, when we first thought of it, we're like, okay, well, there's so many award shows especially in, in California. So we're right. like, okay, if we got this, we got to do it big. We can't do this right. like, you know, just some talent comp- competition. It has to be, exactly. you know, caliper. So, and, and we did it. We pulled it off and um, just, it, it's amazing. But the beautiful thing is if, if you have a dream, you know, if you believe that you can achieve it, you can. And we yeah. there's a lot of dreamers in our group, in our committee, you know, and we all I want agree. to change in some way. So. And I have to say, you know, you said that about EOTM that it does um, honor and uh, support entrepreneurs. And I can, you know, for those that don't know, this show, the Stephen Knight Show, derived from me interviewing on um, uh, uh, Ron Anthony's show several years ago. And so it is. this is a network and a community that does uplift and appreciate uh, entrepreneurs. So, you know, I'm just so honored to be part of it all. You know, me and Ms. Parker, we went to um, to dinner uh, one night last week. We said, we saw the pictures. We said, man, we got to get our tickets for next year. <laughs> Will there be yes, a for next year? Um, we haven't set the date yet. Of course, this year was August before. We're thinking about having right. it sometime in July. Um, so okay. we'll set the date soon. And, of course, it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Um, we had that specific design center, which was beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, such a classy. It was definitely what we were trying to, you know, put out, you know, taking, doing the award show, stepping it up a bit um, from individuals that have done award shows the first time and how that could come about. You know, I'm definitely not, there's a lot of award shows, you know, in Atlanta, and um, some of them could be ghetto fabulous, and that was one thing I was right. We have to, we're going right, to have right, to yeah. here. Let them know we're not going to do it at no little rinky dink. We got to spend some thousands to be able to um, put up what put out what we want to, with the type of production we're trying to put out. So um, we're definitely excited. Well, one thing, I will definitely be posted. And one thing I really liked was the diversity of um, categories. You know, and it yeah. wasn't it was a, it was like going to any kind of mainstream award show where it wasn't um, it wasn't you know catered to one particular ethnicity. You know, you saw right. people of all races and nationalities right. there, and and I think that was that was something that was very great. And Carla, like I said, I can't I can't say how proud I am to be part of it all and and to see it come out so successful. And uh, congratulations! What you guys see that. the production? Thank you so much. What you guys see the actual 
footage um, that will be airing later on this month. Um, stay connected, okay. of course, and we'll exactly where you can watch it. But it's, it's amazing. And I, can, I haven't even seen the finished product, but the wow. production company, they said, oh, my God, it was like, it is
I'm I'm well. I'm well. I'm so excited to have you on the show um, because, as I share with our listeners, that you know this year I, you know, like you said in your book, that it doesn't just affect when someone is uh, diagnosed with cancer. It doesn't just affect them; it affects their family, friends, and um, loved ones. So um, my mother's going through, you know, the final stages of everything, and and. I'm, I'm anxious to get your perspective. Um, and let's start off. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and uh, what led you up to writing this book. Well, I've been practicing for about 30 years. Uh, my practice was mostly in academic and military practice. I'm also a retired colonel in the United States Air Force and a full right. professor at UC Davis School of Medicine. So I had a lot of teaching and a lot of research uh, involved in my past. The patients taught me over the course of all of those decades what it is that needed to be done to reach them. During the usual visits with oncologists, there isn't a lot of time, especially in the private sector. Things can go very quickly, and you're left with the patient without as much information as they might need and a whole bunch of anxiety. And that anxiety is going to cause paralysis because they're lacking information. What the book attempts to do, and which can be seen nicely on Amazon.com where the entire table of contents is displayed, it walks you through every single thing that's going to happen from the moment that there's a rumor, a suggestion, a possibility that you might have cancer all the way to the end of your course. You won't find that in print anywhere else. And the people that led the way for me to do that were the decades and decades of patients with whom my practice was one in which we made sure that they got all of this information. It took a lot more time. It uh, probably would not make as much money in the private practice, which is one of the reasons why it's not done. We don't charge money inside the military practice. But I'm sure that it positively affected the quality of life considerably for the patient and their families. Yeah. I was reading some of the reviews on the book, and, I mean, people, I remember one lady, she said, I wish I would have, this book would have been out when I was diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2001. You know, it really seems to um, break down, in layman's terms, to the families, to the, the patient, um, and it gives them an idea of what's to come ahead. Tell us, um, you know, the scope of the problem of cancer and the uh, psychosocial impact? Well, it's enormous. You have at least four to five million new patients per year, remembering you yeah. still have the patients in the years before them. And then you have their family members and their immediate loved ones. So you're talking about mm-hmm. 12 to 15 million people that are directly yeah. impacted one way or the other by the no- diagnosis of cancer every year. The psychosocial impact is is enormous. If someone says you had a stroke, you know what it means, you know what it is, and you're not thinking that I don't know what it means, I don't know what it is, and am I going to die, and oh, my God, what do I do? If someone says you're HIV positive or you had a heart attack, it's very different. When they say you've had Mm -hmm. cancer, it's where, why, how, what does this mean for my life, am I going to be sick, Uh, can I handle this, what do we do next? Cancer where? Where's it gone to? How did I get this? And the list goes on and on. It creates immensely more fear and shakes mm-hmm. the foundation of your life a lot more than any other medical diagnosis. It's one of the reasons why you see only a few physicians each year elect to go into the practice of it because it's extremely difficult for the yeah. providers as well, uh, psychologically and in terms of sheer intellect. 
how much you have to know because cancer does not respect who the person is. It doesn't care. It hits anyone at any time. And mm-hmm. it hits all the organs and affects all the organ systems. So you'd better be on your game to know a whole bunch of information. Put all yeah. that together and you have an immense psychosocial impact of this disease and a fight that people are in largely for their life when they're an adult right. with a new diagnosis. So you go to a doctor and he says, I'm sorry, but you have cancer. What is the first thing you should do? First thing you should do is an exercise in empathy and understand the impact that this has had on the patient. Then you should be doing a lot of things to prevent, if you can, too much time between hearing those words and explaining what it means to the patient and family. You want someone who's perhaps a scribe for the family or another family member who's going to be one that's going to be there to try and take notes and pay attention. You want the downtime between thinking you might have it and finding out you do to be minimized, and you don't want to be leaving messages on telephones. You want this to be face-to-face, in person, with schedule time allotted in advance, and you have to walk through the shoes, up the legs, and into the heart of the person you're talking to. You have to hold a hand, hold the heart. When you do that, then a relationship develops between the healthcare provider, their team, the patient, mm-hmm. and their family. And that relationship, that team approach, is what carries people forward to become very heroic. I'm sure you've seen your mom be a hero. Yeah. That's they always to, are. She was just saying, I, talked, I saw this weekend, and she was saying how she really, really likes her doctor. She thinks he is a great man, and she feels like she's just not any patient, you know. And I think that that has a big... Uh, impact on a person, you know, when they're going through this because they feel like they're alone. And when you have a health care provider who says, no, you're not alone, you know, I'm here for you, I think that that has a huge impact. Would you well, your mother's blessed to, absolutely, your mother's blessed to have that relationship. And exactly, yeah. you have to help these people lovingly assure as they're out there in that lifeboat of anxiety, not knowing what's going to happen next. You have mm-hmm. to connect and you have to reach out. And it has to be continuous. Obviously, yeah. that's occurred with your mom and her doctor, and that's how it should be. But it's yeah. a very frightening journey. That's why when tumor is the rumor and cancer is the answer, walks people through all of the milestones of what's going to go on. There's an awful lot, as you've seen, in the journey, an mm-hmm. awful lot. Yeah. Just be- before, right after the rumor of tumor, when you're actually diagnosed, and then are you an inpatient, and if so, why were you an inpatient, and then getting mm-hmm. ports for chemotherapy about the drugs and the various yeah. effects of the drugs, and are you on a clinical trial or are you not? What does that mean? What about experimental therapy? What about psychosocial issues as you raised? The list goes on and on. There's ethical issues. There's front office issues. It just goes on and on, and that's the world that becomes the world of the cancer patient and their family. And that's what Absolutely. the book tries to embrace. Now, I know you talk about, um, you know, family and friends and those, you know, loved ones of the patient. And one thing I struggled with was because, you know, I know, you know, people can become overwhelmed, like the patient can become overwhelmed with people reaching out and people asking questions and having to go over, you know, what's going on with them over and over again. So how do you know when to ask questions, when to give information, or when to – how do you know how to proceed with that? 
You always ask questions of the patient as to whether they're following you. You tell them in advance, please bring someone if they want to bring a small cassette recorder or a micro cassette recorder or a digital recorder, that's fine. Please bring someone who's going to act as your scribe and is going to be one of your major supports so that we all have heard the same thing if we were to walk outside the door and take a quiz that we all right. heard the same thing. And that's the attitude you need to keep when you're dealing with this with folks. And initially, it's a hill that happily goes the right way. The anxiety is a mountaintop, and eventually you guide the patient family down to this rich green valley of knowledge. That's how you do it. And the more you do it, the better it gets, and the better the patient and the physician relationship gets tighter and tighter. You do it is how you do it. You take the time and make the effort, and then you check in with the patient about what did I say, what did you hear, what does that mean what I told you. You spend that kind of time. A lot of times in private practice, that type of time is very hard to spend, but it needs to be done, and this book will hopefully help a lot. Um, so, for the the family members, how do they know what questions to ask? They write them down. Good question. They write them down, and they have somebody who's the family member, or maybe one or two at most, come on in with the visits, with the patient, okay. as long as the patient gives that approval in advance. Now, remember, the patient is the one with the disease, and that's why right. I spend a lot of time on autonomy. As I say in my book, read this first. That's the first thing you want to do is recognize that these are individuals with their diagnosis, their cancer, their mm-hmm. information, not the whole world. They have to decide who else they want to know, whatever it is they want them to know. I guide right. them to make sure that their loved ones do know But they're going to know best. There are some family members where, you know, darn well, you do not want them heavily involved. Or they're not able to be heavily involved. Mm -hmm. Families know this. All they have to do is be given permission that that's okay. Right. I agree. I agree. So, um, you know, there are a lot of, um, I know, people that go overseas to get treated and all natural, you know, different types of treatments. What do you say to those those type of um of those type of treatments for Well, for, I spent yeah. a lot of time in the chapters in the book about so-called complementary and alternative medicine. Right. So let's get a few things out of the way. Every year, uh good scientists around the world are looking at things that have a rumor of possibly having some activity in human cancer. And scientifically, okay. not commercially, intelligently, not with total disregard for the scientific method. They try to ascertain, will this kill you? Does it kill cancer cells in the in the test tube? All right, it looks like there might be some promise. Then the next phase of a clinical trial occurs where they look at toxicity. Then the next phase, they look and see if there's any activity. About 5,000 uh, compounds are looked at or created one way or the other every year trying to do this. That's an entirely different thing than pulling some Uncle Joe's Kickapoo Joy Juice off the shelf and claiming it has miraculous properties. If you don't claim it's a drug, and if you don't say that it's safe and effective for specific therapy, you can say anything you want, and they're called food additives. 
or alternative therapies. It's really kind of common sense. If you can keep the anxiety of the patient down and interact with them in a highly informed manner and make sure that there's plenty of dialogue about, are you taking anything else besides what we prescribed? What is it? Why are you doing it? Here's what we know about it. You'll be able to find those things for which we know and are safe and those things which are not safe. You don't want to be running off when there are safe and effective therapies available to you from conventional medicine. It's a fool's paradise to try and do that. You'll only end up delaying your therapy that could have worked or interacting with therapy in ways no one knows how it could because no one has had to test it. There is a commercial emphasis, and in some cases, although money is always at the end of that chain, almost always, in some cases there's people who claim they're sincere that they have a new therapy, but when they're put up to the rigors of a clinical trial, it's not new, and it's not good, and it doesn't work. Now, occasionally, some look like they might, and that's when we go after them very aggressively to say, well, then let's put them through what we know is the right way to answer questions. For example, Mm -hmm. if you want to drive your car to work one of two possible ways, you can't know which way is faster unless you do it at the same car with the same tire pressure, going the same miles per hour, doing it in the same weather, at the same type of time of day, with the same degree of traffic, and then you might know the difference between the two. But if you don't control for all the things that can affect it, you'll have no idea which one is better. So if you have all of these substances that you're throwing at patients, you don't even have to know purity, let alone how they may interact with drugs, and no one's done the work to find that out. It's very dangerous business to do. Mm, I get that. I get that. So um, what would you tell a patient um, who is diagnosed, and I'm as advice, when you give a, a patient who's diagnosed with cancer, what advice would you give them upon that, di- that diagnosis? For them and their family, for them and their family to get uh, um, the book would be the first thing that I would, that I would tell mm-hmm. them to do mm-hmm. uh, and, and to go through it together. I would uh, tell them to tell me what I just told them. Uh, Tell them back what it is you just heard. What don't you understand about it? And you'll find those who absorbed all of it to those who are still in shock. So you do it again, and you do it again with the family. Uh, That's the type of stuff that you tell them. You tell them uh, if you know what it was caused by and why it occurred, okay, but cancer happens. And it's yeah. uh, more related to the age of the patient than anything else. There are mm-hmm. some cancers that are caused by lifestyle, uh, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, obesity, uh, diabetes that are associated with it, in some cases caused by it. But the majority of them are part of the process of aging. So yeah. you have to walk the patient through understanding what's their responsibility, what's not, how did they get here, what are they going to do next with the diagnosis. That's the type of stuff you want to do at a first encounter and then leave room for them if they're going to cry, help them with that. They need a hug, you give them a hug if that's okay with their personal boundaries. Uh, You make sure that they have support to follow after that initial encounter with you explaining what the diagnosis is. You don't just send them out with nothing more for them to do except show up for their first therapy appointment. You give them a plan. 
Exactly. And what about what would you what would you advice would you give to family members and friends? That the patient is the one with the disease. Their job mm-hmm. is to be supportive and loving. Their job is to be there as uh, a good listening post that gets down all of the questions that the patient and the family have so they can bring them written down uh, to the interview as well as asking any new ones that come up while they're there. Uh, they help to be another set of ears for the patient to have heard what was said instead of what they thought was said. And you explain these roles to the family member. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I know that my brother, my younger brother, has been, you know, he lives in the same area as my mother, and he's been there with her on different appointments. So when she, when she hears different news, she said, no, it's not the doctor said, because <laughs> he was there to hear. So it's good to have that support. Dr. Ryan, uh, I want to thank you so much. The book is When Tumor is the Rumor and Cancer is the Answer. There is a link on our Facebook page. The book is on Amazon, and the reviews are off the wall. Anyone that that is touched with cancer via you or your family member or friend, definitely get this book. It will definitely change change the way you see it all. And I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Ryan, for writing this, this incredible book. Same to you, and congratulations on your nomination for the awards. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You have a, a great week yourself, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with Stephen's playlist. Procom Voices is your complete resource for finding professional voiceover talent for all types of projects. Radio and TV, flash, corporate video narrations, and more. Here's what sets Procom apart. We give you fast access to professional voice talent from all across the country. Actors and actresses who are handpicked by Procom and experienced in bringing copy to life. And you direct your voiceover session live, by phone, as it's happening, so you can be sure of the results. Start by searching our online talent demos broken down into convenient categories. Or call our casting experts for helpful advice in finding the perfect voice. Once you've chosen one or more voice talents, simply submit your script and book your talent online. Or just call us toll-free. At session time, you'll be connected to Procom by phone patch. Listening in on your session, you'll have the ability to interact with the voice talent you've cast and direct them yourself. Try multiple styles, hear playback, and request editing from your Procom producer to craft the perfect read. We can even connect directly to your favorite local studio via ISDN. Once you're satisfied with your recording, your files are immediately uploaded to our secure FTP site in the format you request and you're sent a link by email. Procom Voices, top quality voiceovers. Simple, fast, and affordable. Contact us today to get started. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Um, I want to definitely shout out uh, Dr. Ryan again for coming on. Like I said, my family's been touched with um, the whole cancer scare and everything going on. I know it affects a lot of people. And so to be able to come on and, well, first write the book that um, has changed many people's outlook on uh, dealing with cancer and their families and then also coming on tonight and be with us. So shout out to him. But now it's time to go on to Stephen's playlist. As you know, we receive music from people all over the country wanting to be featured during our segment. Each week uh, we select artists to play on our playlist, and tonight our playlist features songs by both independent and major artists, including Chris Brown, Malachi Rivers, Heston, and many more. Now, if you're interested in being featured, please email us at thestephenisshow at gmail.com, attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. 
Uh, remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. Uh, we definitely look forward to hearing your work. Now, the first song is on my boy Malachi Rivers entitled Wind Par- Parade. Uh, check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist. I want to walk the street by naked with my sneakers on. Wind blowing on my ass, call it crack a dawn. Teleporter from Idaho to Maryland. A bourgeoisie vagabond. Great coupon, pleasant pandemonium. Running free, high from the bow, musical molly. Amber waves cover and pay the seas. Capturing every piece of history. And all the weed had bop to the beat. And they sing ghetto, rap to beat. And there's a plane with hydraulics on the street. Bringing in a band of markers, a future leaders. I'm sitting on the top of that old base with seekers. A yo, spit hope for a better future. A yo, quality for all black, white, straight, gay. Yo, bump it. Let's have a win parade. And everybody's Lined up, please do stare. The slip the seasons have summer and fall. Sunbathing in Harlem with a macaw. Pimp shit, saw a lock, and we breaking the wall. Cool kamikaze blowing your mind without the white line. Imagination dancing with Lady Divine. Scoping out the rising. Sublime, quick cash prostitutes. Now rocking business suits. Homeless man now driving Bentley Coop. Up from the basement and around a salute. And yo, cheers and applause for being who you are. And yo, you're. Sweet dreams are made of these Brazilian beaches and palm trees Concrete jungles and autumn leaves Possession is the key to being free And everybody's Tailored handsome, running with flames like the Hunger Games. His boy is on fire, somebody make it rain. Give me the keys to the city, navigate, skateboarding on the clouds of sweet escape. Missile break, ride a liar through the project stop by the White House. Get breakfast, achieving the dream, living like a king, flying the street with wings on my feet, walking in peace. Gandhi, ain't no topping us now, and I was lost, now I'm found. Reintroduce myself to myself, kick the old me to the left. Yo, I'm giving it my best, no stress, no contest. Just left from the east to the west, shake a hand, shake a hand, I'm hitting on Grand Slam. I'm in love with the man that I am. And everybody's singing now with my fans.
card in my empty bottle and yellow cap That you would like to catch cause your latest ex made you mad So I figured the perfect catch would be you if I made the pass Pool full of liquor then we die In it, knowing if I liquor I might die In it, then reincarnate as they fly Gymnast, just to flip my tongue on you This the Olympics
for day And now somebody's on your side of the bed track. And I didn't wanna have to take it there But you play too much So I guess it's in the game And what am I supposed to say? I know you did me dirty But we can make it work I know you didn't mean to hurt me I know we got our problems And need to go away your worries Let's just sit and talk about it Over the D.D. McClurry one thing for hot damn certain This plays a rap You can go on closing curtains And this is a mess Starting with yourself first I am dropping bad habits Starting with the very worst Now it's on to the next one African American Puerto Rican Swedish French lover Or a German I'm really determined All kinds of moves Ever since we've been done I've had so much to do Get out 